Hello, Katrina here again to introduce Whip Beyond Measure, Episode 10, Part 2. Enjoy! that this letter is from Mr. Collins when he just invites her into the library and he tells her he has a letter but not who it's from. Her imagination goes absolutely wild and that is not usual for our Lizzie. She's usually pretty collected and she's usually pretty logical in my opinion but her imagination goes wild. She's like, is it from Lady Catherine? Is it from Darcy? Oh my god, it's from Darcy. Oh, I'm so happy. He's asking my dad if he can marry me. But wait, he should have asked me first. Like, she's just like bouncing from all these thoughts. Well, so if you think about it, since she found out about what he did for Lydia, she's been, obviously she's in love and she sees that he likes her, but she's living in this weird realm where she's like dealing with what's happening in front of her, but also living in these ideas. And sometimes they're good and they're happy. And like, oh, maybe it is Mr. Darcy. This is cool. But then other times it's like really bad. Like, oh, no, 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 I'm not worthy of this. This mm-hmm. is not good. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And she puts herself down, which she picked up. She picked that up from Jane. Yeah. Thanks for putting her. Yeah, no. <laughs> but anyway, uh, she's been living like this for a while. And it only got worse when Darcy showed up at Longbourn and wouldn't talk to her. Yeah. Because it's just like, well, shit, now what? So now she's living in this whole like realm where she's like, I really, really like this guy, but he won't give me the attention. And then this other woman comes in and is like, oh, hey, this is this. You're going to get married, but you're not allowed to get married. And I'm living in this weird world where I haven't even talked to this guy. This guy who like is supposedly wanting to marry me, who I love, who might like me, won't talk to me. Like, what am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's living in this really weird, weird world. So... But yeah, I do like the idea that like, she's like, oh my gosh, is it Lady Catherine? Is Lady Catherine telling my dad that Mr. Darcy's going to propose because that's awkward as fuck? (laughs) But there's another letter and it isn't the one that Mr. Darcy's talking about. It's a possible letter that Lizzie thinks about quite frequently, which is because Darcy's gone. He went to London. So because she's falling down that rabbit hole of thinking she's not worthy for Darcy or at least thinking that he doesn't love her. She's starting to think, okay, well, he's supposed to be here for this wedding. So I guess if he doesn't show up, then there's no way he could actually love me. Like if he refuses to come to his best friend's wedding, then there's no way that he could love me. Yeah. So she keeps kind of like waiting for this letter to show up, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't show up. He shows up instead. Yes. Which is, of course, the better, the better option. And they get to have a conversation finally. <laughs> finally, it finally happens. But should we get into, should, should we try to do this in actual chronological order instead of book order where we tell people why he showed up? It might help make things make more sense because I struggled <laughs> with understanding like why he was suddenly here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this this him suddenly being here is actually related to back when Bingley and him first showed up. Yes. So we're answering the question as to why he and Bingley came back to Netherfield. Yes. And specifically, why is Darcy with him? Like, Bingley, mm-hmm. it makes sense. He, he, he owns Netherfield, essentially. He lives there. But Darcy? So it's because Darcy... Ex- Explains this later, but we're going to tell you now. He wanted to see for himself Jane's affection toward Bingley. And let that observation when he came those first two times that we talked about in our previous episode pretty much sealed the deal for him, which, mm-hmm. you know, let him agree to have Bingley marry Jane, essentially. And then his other reason that he gives, of course, is he wanted to see Lizzie, which we had talked about last week as well. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that he didn't get to talk 
with Lizzie. No, he Because he was busy observing Jane. Yes. Well, and so this is what I want to try to figure out. So he, doesn't he convince Bingley to go back to Netherfield first? Maybe. I don't remember. So from what I understand, yeah, he's like, hey, let's go back. You can go see Jane. And Bingley's, of course, like, yeah, sure, let's go do that. I would love to see Jane. (laughs) Um, And then Darcy sees that they're okay together. And Darcy's like, yeah, okay, you know, forget what I said before. You know, no big deal. And Bingley's like, yeah, no, okay. You know, I forgive you. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. You were trying to be a good friend. Bingley gets it. Darcy owns his bad behavior about London and Bingley is pissed about that, but he forgives Okay, him. I was getting to that. But before <laughs> that, because that's a different matter, the initial, hey, you probably shouldn't marry her because I think that her mom is a gold digger. He was being a good friend and Bingley's like, no, I get it. I totally understand. I get it. I forgive you. And then Darcy is like, so there's this other thing that I need to tell you about. I'm just going to say it. I made sure you didn't know that Jane was in London for like three whole months. Just so you know. The fuck? And Bingley's like, excuse me? Jane was in London for three months and you didn't tell me? You actively tried to keep me away from her? I am pissed at you. Like, I am mad. My hair is even redder than it was before. I'm probably throwing something, or at least I'm acting like I'm throwing something, but I'm just throwing my hands in the air. And then he turns around and looks at Darcy's puppy dog face and is like, I get it. Okay, fine. I'm mad at you, but I'll probably be okay in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) But he does eventually forgive Darcy. Yes. Is the point. He, Darcy says that he forgives him in the same amount of time it took to convince him that Jane still loved him. Because he needed some convincing that Jane loved yeah. him. Yeah. Bingley needed that convincing and he needed it from Darcy. And the fact that it was coming from Darcy is what spurred Bingley on. Mm-hmm. Which, if you think about it, because Bingley does take a few days again before he proposes. And I think it's again because he had to keep reassuring himself and Darcy wasn't there to help him anymore. Yeah. Because while Bingley is the more extroverted one, he is also the less self-confident one he's an overthinker he's an overthinker yeah 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 i bet he's a scorpio (laughs) maybe but he would probably be more introverted (laughs) but yeah he needed that reassurance and he needed to keep giving himself permission to ask jane for her hand yes so but yeah so that's why the, the two initially came back to longbourn yeah because darcy needed to make things right with bingley make things right with jane and essentially make things right with lizzie because he realized that, yeah, no, I get it. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But again, he was just trying to be a good friend. I'm not letting that point go. <laughs> I don't deny that that is his reasoning. My point is he's not. <laughs> like, I didn't say Darcy, that he was Darcy being a like, good friend. Yeah, I'm being a good friend. But Katrina is saying, you're not. Anyway. Um, but anyway, so that is why the two initially came back. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, Darcy left, Bingley proposed, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward, Darcy's back. The four of them, well, initially there were five of them, and then Kitty goes off to hang out with Mariah. Mariah. Who, I'm sorry, I read that name. This whole book is Maria. The English pronunciation is Mariah, but that's how they okay. spelled it. Okay, well, it's spelled Maria. Yes, but in England, they pronounce it Mariah. So Kitty's going to hang out with Maria Mariah, and (laughs) um, that leaves the four, um, the two older sisters and the two men walking along together. Now, Jane and Bingley, being the sly little foxes that they are, hang back and let Darcy and Lizzie just keep walking. And they start having this conversation. Well, Jane and Bingley hang back because they're low-key whispering about Lizzie and Darcy. Like, do you think they'll be together? I don't think they'll be together. Yeah, I don't think so either. But maybe? I don't know. Maybe. Or Bingley knows. And it's just like, yeah, just give him a minute. They need a minute. He's gonna, he's gonna do it. Just hang in there. Just watch. Oh, hey, shrubs. Let's go over here. (laughs) I'm never gonna stop making that joke now. I'm sorry. Jane and Bingley are alone way more often than appropriate for this time in history. I want to actually talk about that. Yeah. I do. But I'm gonna wait until after we get to this part because I want to talk more about it in a separate section. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so 
Lizzie and Darcy are walking along because they both like walking and they're they're talking and Darcy explains why he came back um, the first time with Bingley, mm-hmm. which is why we talked about that first. But yeah, so they chit chat and stuff like that. And then happily ever after the end of the book, right? Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's all that happens, guys. There's no other important details. Oh, wait, there is. The whole reason why they get on this topic, Lizzie and Darcy, like the reason why they're able to finally talk to each other, because this is essentially the first time they have talked to each other in all of the visits that he has come to since before he went to London and back. Mm -hmm. This is really their first chance to talk. Yeah, this is the first time they've spoken since the inn at Lambton. Yes. And Lizzie is like Mm -hmm. bucking up her courage. And even Jane Austen, our lovely author, hints to us that Darcy is also working up this courage. And Lizzie's Mm -hmm. courage that she is working up to is to thank Darcy for the kindness that he has paid to her entire family by saving Lydia. Mm -hmm. Whereas Darcy is working up some other courage. (laughs) Well, so Lizzie isn't supposed to know about what happens. No, but she knows. Of course. Yeah, of course she does, because, you know, she got the letter from her aunt. And I think Darcy actually says, oh, I thought your aunt would be a better confidant than that. <laughs> yeah, I think he's being a little facetious in this. I think he's yeah, teasing, because yeah. obviously yeah. he loves the gardeners, so. Right. So Lizzie starts off by saying, thank you, there's no way we can repay you. Like, you're so gracious. Like, you didn't have to do that. You really didn't, and I appreciate it. And Darcy pretty much is just like, well you know, I did it because of you. Yes. He says that the wish of giving happiness to you might add force to the other inducements which led me on. I shall not attempt to deny, but your family owe me nothing. Much as I respect them, I believe, I thought only of you. Yes. So he saved Lydia's reputation and the reputation of the Bennets for Lizzie. Yes. Because he knows that even if Lizzie won't accept him, she doesn't deserve to not find somebody. Yes. So he did it not knowing whether or not Lizzie would accept him in the end. I love that last sentence that you read. Much as I respect them, I believe. (laughs) It's like kind of (laughs) hearkening back to like when he was insulting her family. Mm -hmm. But this time he's learned. (laughs) Well, so I think that it's more like, as much as I respect them, and then he realizes that he respects the gardeners. Right. And then he's like, I believe, remembering the rest of the family. Yeah. And then... (laughs) Yeah. And then we get just the best Darcy sentences ever in existence. You are too generous to trifle with me. If your feelings are still what they were last April, tell me so at once. My affections and wishes are unchanged, but one word from you will silence me on this subject forever. Aww. I would <laughs> die. I would die. Yeah. Dead. It's like, this is... This is what women want. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say that line is just... It, it, I see so many other like romances and classic lines and stuff like that in this line or like that they draw this same kind of emotion and stuff. So I'm just like, as I read that, I'm just like flipping through all of these other moments of books and movies and shows in my head and just thinking of it. And it's all the same, but this one I think kind of rings the most true Yeah, because it's just like, I don't know how else to say this, but I still love you. And that's just it. And if you don't, I get it. I won't waste your time anymore. But that's that's my truth. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because yeah. I, I wonder if he doesn't sometimes feel, because he's known this whole time that he loves her. Yeah. And he hasn't ever doubted that, even though she has doubted his love for her. I wonder if this whole time when he, like, sees her at Pemberley and is, like, helping with Lydia and stuff like that, if there isn't part of him in the back of his mind that's just, like... I wonder if I'm doing too much. I'm wondering if I'm pushing too much. If I'm just trying, like, I'm trying to do this stuff for her because I can and I, I feel like she needs the help. Mm-hmm. But is it too much? Is she going to push me away even more because I won't leave her alone? You know, and you know? Darcy brings that up to her in their next conversation that they have after this one at the end. Um, mm-hmm. He talks about that a lot and, like, 
everything that I've done, like when I saw you at Pemberley, no, I wasn't surprised or upset that you were there. I was doing everything in my power to show you that I still had some affection for you, whether it Mm -hmm. was romantic or not, just that I had affection for you. I was also trying to show you that I can be a nice guy. So Mm -hmm. you can see that. It was almost like he was relieved that she was at Pemberley. Yeah. Because, and again, this, this, for me, harkens back to that idea that, like, Darcy is his best self when he's comfortable because he is an awkward man. So he would find it a relief that she's at Pemberley because then he can be himself. He can show her that he's a good person because he feels comfortable in the space. Yeah. So, and he does take it all back to Pemberley later. He's just like, had you not come to Pemberley, I don't think we'd be here. Yeah. So, and I think Lizzie's the one Lizzie. that kind of makes that final, yeah, yeah. that final connection. Mm-hmm. But here, so essentially, that line is his proposal. Yeah. So he went from, I love you, your parents are shitty, your family is shitty, reputation is shitty, but I don't really care. I love you, will you marry me? To, I love you, I've loved you this whole time. If you don't love me, just say a word and I'll leave you alone. Yeah. So he got better. Yeah, he improved. I wonder if he got tips on flirting from his house. I, don't, I would hope so, because we know that that's what Lizzie <laughs> sealed the deal for her. But before we get there, we'll get there later. Oh, my gosh. Why do we keep talking ahead? Let's focus here. And the reason why Darcy can say this now, because, you know, we talked about how, yeah, originally Darcy wasn't talking to Lizzie because he needed to observe Jane. And then he needed to make sure Jane and Bingley were okay. But also, like, he can say this right now. Because I do think in the back of his head, he is secure in knowing that Lizzie still loves him. Because of our favorite dowager widow, Lady Catherine. Mm -hmm. Because when she goes off to London to yell at Darcy about how awful Lizzie is, Darcy's like, oh, snap, she might still love me. Because if she didn't, if she didn't, She'd tell Lady Catherine that she did Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I might have a chance. Uh, hold that thought, aunt. I gotta go. Yeah, because, like, Lizzie never really expresses to him how she feels. Like, she does, but she doesn't, yeah. She she like, talks about how in her past, when she's like, oh, forget all the things I did. I don't think them now. Whenever she's talking about how her feelings are, it's really the both of them and how both of them have changed from the people they were before to who they are now. Right, but I'm talking about since Lambton. Mm-hmm. Because this is the first time they've had a conversation. Yeah. So if Lady Catherine went to to Darcy, it was less, oh, she loves me and more of a, oh, there's a chance. Yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't know how she feels yet. Right, yeah. Which is why he says it in the way he does, is like, if you, you know. Yeah. I know there might be a little grain of hope. I think, yeah, well, that hope is like, that hope is that it's love. That she, The hope he mm-hmm. has is that she loves him. But right. I don't think, right. if he didn't have that glimmer of hope, I don't think he would be he would be doing this right now. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. It's definitely Lady Catherine's fault that he goes back and proposes. Thanks, Lady Catherine. Good job. Yeah, you, thanks. You did it. You, yeah. you brought the lovers together. <laughs> um, actually, Darcy says that, you know, Lady Catherine Cumming says, it taught me to hope. I scarcely allowed myself to hope before. I knew enough of your disposition to be certain that had you been absolutely irrevocably decided against me, you would have acknowledged it to Lady Catherine, frankly and openly. Yeah. To which Elizabeth laughs and gets all blushy. And embarrassed and says, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) After abusing you so abominably to your face, I could have no scruple in abusing you to your relations. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Mm -hmm. And then they talk about like how they were, things that they said to each other in the past. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to dwell on that because I believe firmly in what Lizzie says. Her philosophy is think only of the past as its remembrance gives you pleasure. So do not dwell on those bad things because they will only serve to make us feel embarrassed and perhaps drudge up some old feelings. And we don't need that. We are going forward anew. I agree with the goodness of that philosophy. 
And I think that it's a good philosophy to have in a relationship, yes. especially when you started off in such rocky terms, or if you are a little bit like Lizzie and Darcy, where they just pick at each other all the time. Yeah, totally. It applies for them. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think Lizzie lives very well by her own philosophy uh, on a personal level, because she is always rethinking about stuff. Like, she's yeah. always got that in the back, especially lately. She's like, oh, shit. Well, that happened. How could he like me? That happened. How could he like me? You know? Yeah. So I think I, I wrote that next to it. I'm like, way to totally not live by your own philosophy for the last three weeks, Lizzie. Like, that's all you've been thinking about is the past. Well, it's easier yeah. for her to live by her philosophy now that she has secured yeah. Mr. Darcy's affection. <laughs> well, and also it's different between like thinking about it yourself and saying it out loud. Yeah. So like it would be it would be bad for them in a relationship to bring up the past, whereas she can bring it up in her head all the time. <laughs> yep. Exactly. So, yeah. And so they're walking and talking and walking and talking and they're like, Where's Jane and Bingley? And they're like, oh, we should probably go home. It's kind of late. <laughs> they're in the shrubs. <laughs> but they aren't. By the time they get home, no. they're at home. And they're, they're home. like, where have you? Jane and Bingley are like, where have you two been? And Lizzie yeah. should have been like, well, where have you two been? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been home for hours. <laughs> Doing proper things. Not in shrubs. Mm-mm-mm. Is that a piece of shrubbery in your hair, Jane? Like what? I believe it is. Where did this come from? I've still been home for hours, Lizzie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the two, they just keep walking and they're happy and they feel like they're happy and they can see that they're happy and they're engaged. Yes. This is another instance where Austin doesn't show us the engagement or anything like that. We don't get the, will you marry me down on one knee? We barely get Lizzie saying yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, oh no, I still like you. Or, oh no, I like you this time. This show, this this speaks to Austin and what she cares most about. It's not the proposal. It's everything leading up to it. <laughs> well, and actually it comes back, like it kind of reflects what Lizzie and Jane have talked about throughout this whole book, which is marriage should be happiness. And Lizzie and Darcy were walking around all day being happy. Mm-hmm. So they don't need a proposal. They know they're going to be happy. They're going to get married and be happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because marriage, it's, it's, it's important to not get married unless you know you're going to be happy in some way, shape or form. So So the boys go home and Jane and Lizzie are hanging out in their bedroom and Lizzie spills the beans and Jane is like, wait, are you serious? You seem way too excited. (laughs) Lizzie is channeling her Aunt Gardner where she's going to tell all. She will reveal all. All will be known. (laughs) To which Jane is like, are you sure? Like, I know you. Because, like, you don't like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to which Lizzie's like, seriously, Jane, if you can't see through me and see that I like this man, then I am doomed. Because <laughs> no one else will believe me. Nope. And that's why, like, when you were like, oh, I think Bingley and Jane were talking about whether or not they'll get together. I don't think they were. Because I don't think Jane saw it. But Jane, Jane says it. She says... So there's like the back and forth, the back and forth. Lizzie, are you sure you love him? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I know how you are. No, forget about who I am. I'm sure. Um, Lizzie asks if she would like to have Darcy as a brother. And Jane says, very, very much. Nothing could give either Bingley or myself more delight. But we considered it. We talked of it as impossible. So they were whispering about, there's probably no way they'll get together, even though we want them to. It's not going to yeah. happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she asks her one more time if she's sure. Because yeah. she doesn't want Lizzie to just marry Darcy because he's such a great prospect. Do anything mm-hmm. in the world, but don't marry without affection. Which is Because again, it comes advice. back to that happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It's solid advice. Because, yeah, well, Darcy's a good prospect. And even even the fact that Lizzie sees that he's a good man, there could still not necessarily be affection there. And that's what Jane is concerned about. Like, make sure you do like him because, well, first of all, this is kind of a permanent situation. Mm-hmm. Second of all, like, you don't want to be your worst self stuck in a marriage or in an unhappy marriage where Darcy is likely to be his worst self. Yes, 100%. So, yeah. 
And then once, like, Jane is starting to kind of, okay, I got it, then Lizzie can play with her. And she's like, why, I must confess that I love him better than I do Bingley. I am afraid you will be angry. (laughs) She's like, stop it. Okay, come on. Tell me how long you loved him. She's like, it has been coming on so gradually that I hardly know when it began, but I believe I must date it from my first seeing his beautiful grounds at Pemberley. (laughs) Yep, yep. Which she knows it. She is like joking, but very low-key serious. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. She saw that house and she's like, fuck, I want this. I want this. (laughs) I want to go to there. I want to to go to there. Yes. Uh, And then Lizzie tells Jane everything, what Darcy Mm -hmm. did, all the details. She basically, she basically reads Jane the the entire Pride and Prejudice novel, essentially. Yeah. Yep. That's what happens. Which is kind of interesting because we know that Jane and Lizzie have been like close Mm -hmm. in their past. But like, I feel like throughout this novel, while they have their really close moments, I also feel like all of these secrets and things that Lizzie can't explain to Jane because she A, doesn't want to hurt her feelings or she's been sworn to secrecy. I feel like they've kind of like, not grown apart, but kind of drifted apart a little bit because they can't get deep down and talk about the serious stuff. And now they can because they're both going to be really happy and there's a lot less to hurt and stuff like that. And it's just reading that was just like, aww. We have our dynamic duo back. Yay. <laughs> then the next day comes around and the boys come back and we get Mrs. Bennett. Good gracious. If that dis- disagreeable Mr. Darcy is not coming here again with our dear Bingley. Ugh. Lizzie, you must walk him out again that he may not be in Bingley's way. <laughs> and Lizzie's like, okay, sure. I mean, if you really need me to. Um, I'll totally do that. And Mrs. Bennett is like, I'm so sorry, Lizzie, that you have to deal with this. You know what? It'll be fine. I'm so sorry. And Lizzie's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Let me get my shoes. <laughs> but this kills me because earlier she is pushing Collins on Lizzie and Lizzie's mm-hmm. like very clearly, no. And now Darcy, who is way better than Mr. Collins, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to walk around with this rich, handsome man. That sucks. Well, because, well, you know, Mrs. Bennett doesn't like Darcy, but no, she liked Collins because then Lizzie would have the house. Yeah. No, I totally get it. But it's just like, Mr. Collins, Mr. Darcy. Yeah. Sorry you have to be with the rich, handsome one, Lizzie. Well, also, can we talk about uh, Mr. Bingley being the world's best wingman here? Oh, gosh. Thanks. Because Mrs. God Bennett is like, Lizzie and Kitty. Lizzie, Kitty, go out with Mr. Darcy. And Mr. Bingley's like, oh, no, I don't think that Kitty can manage it. I think Kitty would rather stay here. And Kitty's like, uh, yeah, fuck that shit. I'd like to stay home. Because <laughs> yep. Bingley's like, Lizzie and Darcy will be fine. Just, yeah, Kitty, you can stay here. <laughs> to which Lizzie's like, thank you. <laughs> but also, two people not married of opposite gender walking around by themselves in the Regency doesn't seem aligned with the times that is where i wanted to bring this conversation in thank you there have been so many times in this book where we have two unaccompanied unmarried people walking about yeah and And like apparently this was a big problem when it was lydia and wickham so (laughs) well because they were like living together but still like it's like you have to chalk it up to the times because like you know that a gentleman wouldn't take a lady into the shrubs and do her <laughs> when they weren't supposed to be, you know? But he's so totally like that's would. the good sign. <laughs> well, here's the thing is like I think we put too much pressure on that. I'm sure I'm sure they were in the Regency. Like they were sneaking off to wherever they could, any chance they could get. Like Yeah. And I think also being in the country, it's more lax. So they're able to get away with it. Whereas if they were in town, that wouldn't be happening. It'd be so much So here's harder. the question. Did Darcy and Lizzie fuck on their way to this this ridge or wherever nah. the fuck they were? No, but Jane and Bingley <laughs> totally did in the shrubs. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why they mentioned shrubs. Yeah. I mean, come on. But I wouldn't put it. Okay. Maybe they didn't fuck on their way on this walk, but they totally made out. I'm sure. Yeah. There was some chaste kissing. No, no, they made out. There was tongue. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like yeah. there was tongue. They they made out. They because they're good. They both are happy. They're walking along. They're chatting about stuff. They're happy as you know clams. They're gonna be out on their long ass walk. Yeah, like they totally found a spot in the shade and were just like making out. Yeah, no, I'm sure they did. 
their walk is planning what Mr. Darcy's going to say to Miss Bennet and then what Lizzie's going to say to her mother. It's basically practice for what's going to happen that night. Yeah. They're planning Which it is out. great conversation to have on your way back from making out in the woods. Like, oh, yeah, we really are good together. Like, that making out session was perfect. You should probably talk to my dad. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I agree. Yeah. And I love mm-hmm. it when films, like, put those things in there. Things that we would consider modern, but, like, they totally happened then. Yeah. So, but at the same time, like, I don't know if I want to watch a film where, like, you totally know that they're making out. Like, or they wa- like you watch them make out and stuff yeah. like that. Which is... I'm going to kind of go side note here a little bit. Like there's an upcoming CW, like Jane Austen. Yeah. Like they're taking the Jane Austen books and they're making them sexy. And like a lot of people are like, do you not understand that the yearning is what's sexy in Jane Austen? Like two hot 20 somethings pretending to be teenagers making out and having sex isn't sexy. Mm -mm. So, but I totally think I like, I'm glad we didn't see it, but I totally think they made out. Yeah. Yeah. And Jane totally fucked Bingley in the bushes. Mm -hmm. Totally. Which, again, I don't want to see it, but it happened. Totally. (laughs) Fifty Shades of Jane Austen. Yes. Novels. Somebody write that fanfic. So. Anyway. Let's talk about Lizzie and Mr. Bennett's second conversation. (laughs) Yes. So after dinner, everybody's hanging out in the parlor playing games. Mr. Bennett's like, hey, guys, this was fun. I'm going to my library. And Mr. Darcy follows him. (laughs) Yeah. Which, I mean, two men going off. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I like to think, though, that it was like Mr. Bennett leaves and is just like chilling. And then Darcy's just like squeaks chair, walks out. And everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but then he comes back and he goes to Lizzie and he's like, yeah, your dad wants to see you. You should probably go talk to him. And then we have the second conversation between Mr. and Lizzie Bennett. Yes. To where Mr. Bennett... Just wants to make sure that Lizzie's head is on correctly. Mm -hmm. Because he also doesn't see that Lizzie really likes Darcy Mm -hmm. because she hasn't shown it to him. And again, like they had that whole conversation before where they were making fun of this whole idea. And now it turns out that it's true and she does want to marry him. And he's kind of confused by it. Yeah. And... She is trying to tell him how much she likes him without giving too much away because it can be kind of hard to talk to your dad about the guy you like and why you like mm-hmm. him, right? And there's almost this fear like, oh my gosh, did my dad tell him no? And of course, Mr. Bennett's like, no, you don't tell <laughs> this guy no. Even I know that. You do, you give him whatever yeah. he wants. Yeah, that's pretty much what he says. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, of course I said yes. Like, uh, I couldn't say no. I have given him my consent. He's the kind of man, indeed, to whom I should never dare refuse anything, which he condescended to ask. Yeah. But then he goes on to be like, it's up to you now, Lizzie, but let me advise you to think better of it. I know your disposition. I know that you could be neither happy nor respectable unless you truly esteemed your husband. Unless you looked up to him as a superior, your lively talents would place you in the greatest danger in an unequal marriage. My child, let me not have the grief of seeing you unable to respect your partner in life. He's like giving her the advice he wished that he had had when he was Mm -hmm. marrying Mrs. Bennett because he doesn't know Lizzie's feelings for Darcy. All he sees Mm -hmm. is like, could she potentially just like him for his prestige and his money is she being drawn in by this okay lizzie just let me warn you because i don't want you to make the same mistake i made being infatuated with beauty and youth yeah but he doesn't flat out say because i don't think he wants to admit that no 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 he doesn't but but yeah that's what he's doing yeah yeah that's what he's doing yeah and so elizabeth just she she keeps going on and on about how no this is darcy like i I'm in love with him. He's a good man. There's, you know, like assurance after assurance after assurance. So. And then he says his sweet dad thing. If this be the case, he deserves you. I could not have parted with you, my Lizzie, to anyone less worthy. Yeah. That's so sweet. But um, I'm going to be a modern feminist here and just say, dad, it doesn't matter. Um, No. But it's a sweet, sweet thing. Yeah. It's... (laughs) I'm sure it's like happy 
in this time when your dad oh, also yeah, no, agrees just, with you. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. No, but totally, yeah, yeah I get it. 100%. Yeah, no. But yeah, no, I could not have parted with you, my Lizzie, to anyone less worthy. And I don't even think that that's necessarily like him giving permission no. as much as just being like, I love you. I, as your father, and you know, you're my favorite daughter, and we have this special relationship where we understand each other. I don't want you to leave or be in a really like be in a position where you're going to feel, you know, less like yourself. And I'm willing to be happy and be okay with you going with Mr. Darcy. Mm-hmm. It's more like he's giving himself permission to accept it and be happy for her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then once Lizzie knows that he's cool with it, then she can spill the beans about what he did for Lydia. Yeah, which is a big deal, Mm -hmm. too. Just the fact that, like, she goes in and she's just like, hey, this this is what happened. It wasn't Mr. Gardner. It was Darcy. And Mr. Bennett's like, okay, good, because that means I don't have to pay back my (laughs) brother-in-law. And I'm going to offer to pay back Darcy, but I know he's not going to let me, which is good because I can't. Yeah. (laughs) Love, love, love Mr. Bennett. And then he's like, oh, this is why you were so embarrassed the other day with the letter. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to laugh at you some more because I'm a dad. <laughs> <laughs> also, BT dubs, if there's anybody out there who wants to marry Mary or Kitty, just send them on in because apparently I'm saying yes to everybody these days. Yep. <laughs> Which is probably like one of his top lines in the whole book. <laughs> yes. It's uh, if any young men come for Mary or Kitty, send them in for I'm quite at leisure. <laughs> And then it gets a little awkward <laughs> when Lizzie goes yeah, to Yeah, because mom. then then after everybody has left and gone to bed, Mrs. Bennett goes upstairs and Lizzie's like, okay, well, then it's now or never. Um, which also just funny story that Mr. Bennett didn't tell her. Well, like, I didn't think bring it up at any other point. And this time, <laughs> I think it was like the woman went to her mother because Jane went to her yeah, no, and stuff. I meant more like like Mrs. or Mrs. Bennett didn't really like talk between oh. Lizzie talking to him and her and Lizzie talking to Mrs. Bennett kind of a situation because you know he would have said something or he would have hinted to where Mrs. Bennett would have been like freaking out. He probably doesn't want to deal with that. It's like it's too well, much. Well, no, I'm sure he doesn't, but you know because he lives for this shit that that's he's plant a little tiny seed and then watch her freak the fuck out all night. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But anyway, so Lizzie goes upstairs to tell her mom and when she explains it, her mom literally doesn't say anything at first. She's just like, uh, excuse me? What? Mrs. Bennett has never been shocked into silence in her life until this moment. Yeah. Mrs. Bennett sat quite still and unable to utter a syllable. And it was the most pristine moment to ever have happened in the Bennett house. <laughs> And then she began at length to recover and fidget about in her chair, get up, sit down again, wonder and bless herself because good gracious Lord bless me. Oh, think me, Mr. Darcy, who would have thought it? And is it really true? Oh, my sweetest Lizzie, how rich and how great you'll be. What pin money, what jewels, what carriages you will have. Jane's nothing to it. Nothing at all. I'm so pleased. So happy. Such a charming man. So handsome. So tall. Three daughters married. Ten thousand a year. Oh, Lord, what will become of me? I shall go distracted. I put brackets around this whole part and I wrote system overload. (laughs) That's what it is. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And she just keeps going on. There's like a whole nother like section where she's just like 10,000 a year and very likely more. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, bitch. Yeah. Cause, Calm the fuck down. Because Lucy goes into her room. She's like, well, phew, that's done. Thank God I was the only person who had to listen to that. And then her mom comes in to like talk her to her more about it. She's like, oh, my God, what have I done? So I'm not going to lie. Like, this just totally reminds me of like my mom when I told her that I was engaged Like, I told her, oh, hey, I'm engaged. And she was trying to, like, be angry at me for some reason. I don't remember why. And she was just, like, really quiet. And she's just like, hmm. And then, like, five seconds later, she's like, oh, my gosh. And then she just starts talking about my wedding and just starts planning my wedding. I didn't get married for two years after my engagement. Just throwing that out there. And my mom, the day I got engaged, is like, oh, my gosh, we're doing this. We're doing this. This is the wedding, blah, blah, blah. That's, that is what I see right here. (laughs) Except my mom, of course, wasn't like, 10,000 a year. You know, because yeah. 10000 a year nowadays ain't that much money. But anyway, um, 
But yeah, so that's what I'm seeing here is just like mother of the bride fucking Zilla. Yeah. But even and not even just in the in relation to the wedding, it's the life. Because like like a wedding comes and goes and it's done and over with. Mrs. Bennett's gonna be like this, like ten thousand a year for the rest of Lizzie's goddamn life. <laughs> Weddings come and go, but Mrs. Bennett is forever. Oh god. <laughs> but Lizzie is relieved that she isn't that bad because she is so stunned and in awe of Mr. Darcy that she just, you know, she kind of, she's not checking herself. She just, she physically can't. Mm -mm. She can't. Her brain can't process this son-in-law. This is beyond her wildest dreams. Yeah. And speaking of sons-in-law, Mr. Mr. Bennett comes in again and says, I admire all my three sons-in-law highly. Wickham, perhaps, is my favorite, but I think I'll like your husband quite as well as Jane's. <laughs> LOL. Oh, dad. Yeah. Dad jokes. Yeah. But then, you know, we get to everybody is super happy. Yeah. Lizzie writes a letter to her Aunt Gardner because she's like, oh, shit, it's been three days and I didn't tell her. <laughs> It's been longer than three days. Well, yeah, but like the three days from when she's engaged and she's counting. She's like, I've deprived them of three days of happiness. Let me do that. And she's like. But she hasn't responded to her since the initial letter about what happened at Lydia's wedding. Yeah. So there's a lot of shit that has to be, that has to be told. Yeah. So yeah. But But let's, hang on. Let's start. Let's, let's frame it this way. Darcy and Lizzie sit down to write letters to their aunts. Lizzie to Mrs. Gardner and Darcy to Lady Catherine. And before we get into the writing part, though, I will give Lizzie these points by saying, um, and if I had not a letter to write myself, I might sit by you and admire the evenness of your writing as another young lady once did. Ha <laughs> ha, Miss Bingley. Ha <laughs> ha. Sucks to suck. <laughs> yeah. Also... Lizzie's got shit to do and she ain't got time to sit there and admire her husband's handwriting. Mm-mm. But anyway, so Lizzie writes a letter to her aunt, which is just full of the tea. So much tea. <laughs> but without giving her the tea, she doesn't outright oh, no. say it. She's just like, go ahead and praise him. And, oh, if you believe me actually married, you cannot greatly err. And please do write again. And, oh, your idea? About going around the park in the ponies at Pemberley sounds great. Also, Darcy and I would love to have you there for Christmas. <laughs> yes. I will say, though, that she does thank them for not going to the lakes yes. and insisting on going to Pemberley. Because yes. in all honesty, that's the reason why they're together yes. is because of Pemberley. And yeah. the gardeners. And the gardeners. Yeah. And I freaking love the gardeners. I love them, too. Yeah. And Darcy writes his letter, but we don't see his letter, but I'm sure it is scathing. And I'm sure it takes up many pages because we know Darcy likes to write good long letters. We don't see Darcy's letter. However, we see another Mr. Collins letter. No, we see Or no, Mr. sorry. Bennett. We see a Mr. Bennett to Mr. Collins letter. This is the best letter in the whole book. This is the best letter in the whole book. And it's easy for me to read. <clears throat> Dear sir, I must trouble you once more for congratulations. Elizabeth will soon be the wife of Mr. Darcy. Console Lady Catherine as well as you can, but if I were you, I would stand by the nephew. He has more to give. Mic drop. Boom, motherfucker! (laughs) Yes. I literally just wrote, snap! Also, I would just like to point out that later we find out that um, when Charlotte hears the news, she freaks out so much that they have to go back to Lucas Lodge because she can't hold it in around Lady Catherine being like, because Lady Catherine is pissed and Charlotte is freaking the fuck out because she's so excited. So the Collinses come back to Meryton because Charlotte can't deal with it. She's just like, I have to be excited. I'm sorry. I can't be. I can't not be excited. Like, what the fuck are you doing? I know. So, yeah. I loved that, too. I loved that, too. Yeah. So let's talk about what happens to all of our characters at the end. Yes. Let's talk about our epilogue. It's technically chapter 61, but it should be listed as an epilogue because everybody's married. Yeah. 
So everybody's married. Lizzie and Darcy go off to Pemberley. Jane and Bingley stay at Netherfield for about a year and then realize they're way too fucking close to Mrs. Bennett and the relatives. So they're like, getting the fuck out of there. Even Bingley can't <laughs> take it. He's like, yeah. peace, peace, peace I'm out. Yeah, because you know they were there like every goddamn oh, day. every day. So Bingley's just like, mm, no, can't do it. Can't do it. So Bingley buys an estate 30 miles away from Pemberley. So the sisters are next to each other yes, and they yes, can yes, like yes, hang yes, out. Yes, it's yes, so yes, good. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is my dreams. All of my dreams. Yes. All of my dreams are happening. And on top of that, not only do Lizzie and Jane get to live so close, but Kitty spends a lot of time at Pemberley. Mm-hmm. So then she can learn how to be a proper lady and not end up like Lydia. And she does. Yeah, she does. And it's, she seems to do really well, too. Yeah, good for you, So Kitty. it's like, yeah, she she sees that she can have it even better than what Lydia had, which was kind of a goal at some point. Right. was like, oh, well, Lydia's happy and married. Well, now she can see, hey, look, this is even better. Yeah. Yeah. And Mary stays at home. Yeah. But she's cool with it. And because there's not a lot of other sisters around and there's nobody to distract Mrs. Bennett, she gets pulled out a lot more than mm-hmm. she's used to. But she's okay with it because she doesn't have to compete with her sisters and she can just mm-hmm. sermonize to everyone now. So, yeah, win-win. I like to think, and I, I hate to, like, because I know this is a bad trope, but I like to think that Mary is one of those, she becomes an old maid in the sense that she doesn't get married. She takes care of her parents and she's just happy. Yeah. Yeah. And because Charlotte is so sweet, when Charlotte and Mr. Collins take over Longbourn, they just let Mary stay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I want to happen. Yeah. Because I think Mary would be happier not married. Yeah. Just living in her life, reading her books, doing her thing. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah. And... Everybody lives happily ever after. Oh, Georgiana is so happy to have Lizzie as a sister. So happy. Yeah. Um, except that Lizzie has to explain that it's okay for Lizzie to give Mr. Darcy grief, but it's not necessarily okay for her to give him grief because he's her brother and she should respect him. But at some point, she'll totally have a husband to where she'll be able to give him grief. Yes. <laughs> Which, not going to lie, is totally all of the lessons that I would have taught my daughter yeah. <laughs> if I had one. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, not everyone lives happily ever after. Oh, you want to talk about your favorite son-in-law? <laughs> Let's talk about him. Let's talk about Wickham and Lydia and how they are moochers for the rest of their lives and never learn their lesson. Ever. They never learn their lesson. So Lydia writes to Lizzie. And is like, congratulations, I'm so happy for you. Hopefully you'll be half as happy as me and Wickham because, you know, we're super duper happy. And if you're half as happy as we are, then you'll be good. Um, Can I have some money? It is a great comfort to have you so rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, She also asks if Mr. Darcy can help Mr. Wickham find a place at court. That's a bad place for Wickham. Ugh. It's a bad place for him. Any place would do of about three or four hundred a year. But however, do not speak of it to Mr. Darcy if you'd rather not. To which Lizzie says, I'd rather not. No. But she does end up using her own private money to help them. Mm -hmm. She doesn't bring Darcy into it, which is nice at first. But however, it does seem, it does allude to the fact that Darcy does help Wickham out a few times with jobs. Yeah, so it sounds like... Darcy is willing to help Wickham further his career. Now, we know that he is still in the army because he's moving around a lot. He's being posted in different places. So what ends up happening is they'll move and they'll have some debt left over. And that's what Lizzie will pay out of her personal fund is to help Lydia and Wickham pay their debts and get settled in their new place. So Darcy coming into this, I think, is making sure that Wickham stays in the army and is kind of still moving his career in that direction because the last thing that they need is him to, you know, A, run out on Lydia or B, run out on a job, you know, because then what the fuck are they going to (laughs) do? Yeah. So, but that's why I said, like, Lydia and Wickham are only happy because uh, because, uh, Lizzie is gracious and a good sister and cares about Lydia. Yeah. Well, they're happy respectively in their lives, but... Not together, because we have here that 
His affection for her, meaning Lydia, soon sunk into indifference, and then hers lasted a little longer. Yeah. As soon as she didn't have anybody to be like, oh my gosh, look at me. I love, I'm in married, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Everything fell apart. Yep. But had, well, so here's the thing. And actually, maybe we'll talk about this at another time. But the idea of had Lydia not run off with Wickham, would we have ended, would we have had a book that ended in a similar way? I think so, yes. I think maybe that we can talk a little bit about that in our next episode. Yeah. Where we're not getting rid of Dar- of Darcy and Lizzie and all of the Bennets and Pride and Prejudice just yet. We are going to have an episode next week where we just reflect on the book and everything that happens and all of our favorite characters, all our favorite moments and stuff like that. So it'll be like a clip show, except not a clip show. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so our next episode is going to be just us chatting about the book overall instead of certain sections. So... We'll have little ideas, maybe a little headcanons, little discussions. I don't really know. We're kind of just going to fly by the seat of our pants a little bit. Yeah. But we want to thank you for listening and for making it this far with us. We truly appreciate it. Yeah. It's been 10 episodes, Pride and Prejudice, and we have so much more coming. And I'm really super excited. And I'm glad you guys are here and listening. And I hope you are as excited about where we're going next as we are. Yes. Which we will have more details later, I promise. Yes, you will hear all about it soon. In the meantime, please rate, review, and send us a message. Yes. Uh, we answer on Instagram pretty quickly. And you can find all of our links to our websites, to our bookshop, to our social media, everything like that, um, either on our Instagram or at our website, which is whipbeyondmeasure.com. So thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Beyond Measure is hosted by me, Katrina Mayer, and me, Elle Kammerer. Our music was composed by Shane Ivers, and our artwork was created by the beautiful and talented Katie Keneally. We are hosted on Podbean, but you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts, or you can find us on our website at whitbeyondmeasure.com, or follow us on Instagram for all of our updates, memes, and just fun stuff. Our handle is at WBMpodcast. I'm going to say that again. It's W-B-M podcast.